Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast, The Fellowship of the Spirit. As usual, I'm your host for today, Anto. Hope you've been good, hope you've been staying safe, hope you've been adhering to the safety protocols wherever you are. Hope you've been using your face masks, hope you've been sanitizing your hands and washing your hands properly. I promised this wasn't going to last long, but it seems extended, so hang in there. We're going to get through it together. Okay, I'm back today with where we stopped last week. Uh, we did a Q&A with a friend. Um, Excellence. Excellence is still here with me today. We are still going to answer some questions and we'll be discussing something that is quite important to our development as youths and adolescents. Excellence is, of course, a medical student <laughs> in our finals and she owns a vlog. Excel's vlog. You should check it out on YouTube or on Instagram. You really like our content. Excellence, you want to say hi to the house? Hi, hi everybody. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in today. Yeah, thank you all. Okay, so today we'll be discussing <laughs> what some of you might think is a little bit controversial, but it's not. <laughs> it's actually totally normal. We'll be discussing discussing sexual temptations and how to handle it and. Um, this why we are discussing this is because um some of you we did a survey where we asked people to send in questions yeah. any kind of questions that are bugging them as youths as teenagers as young adults mm-hmm. and we noticed some of you um decided to ask questions around sexual temptation so we decided we are going to answer this today so excellence what question do we have do we have Okay, it's just a simple just question. question right? okay. And it says, how do I deal with sexual temptations? Yeah. How do I deal with it? And since the question was not very specific, I mean, the person didn't say, oh, I have this issue or that issue, um, would take temptations as a whole and really discuss how temptations work for any kind of temptation okay. and sexual temptations are not excluded okay. so we'll be talking about how temptations really occur and then how to actually deal with sexual temptations and for anybody that is already feeling uncomfortable and uh, you know it's funny how that um, we have something that is general to everybody let's say in Nigeria, malaria is general to everybody, but nobody wants to talk about malaria. Everybody's keeping quiet about malaria. Everybody's just yeah. searching on Google about malaria, not talking about it. It's not really, you know. <laughs> so um, don't be uncomfortable. It's absolutely it's normal. Totally normal. Completely yeah. fine. If you can't talk to your mom about it, <laughs> we are here for you today. We we'll do our best. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's come with a very open mind. Okay. So we are going to discuss our. Um, Temptations, or in this case, sexual temptations, develop. It has a development stage, and how we actually um, starts, how it actually starts, and how it gets to you actually doing what you're not supposed to do. So we'll give you um, like a stage, and it's funny. Everything, all the stages. There are four stages we're going to discuss today. Which is desire, deception, doubt, and disobedience. Everything starts with T. I don't know. Why. <laughs> the devil. It's just the devil. <laughs> or something. So I'll start with desire. Desire. I think the first stage is the desire stage where um, you just perceive something and it's um, you like it or you feel you will like it 
or is it calls your attention it, mm-hmm. it grabs your attention yeah. it's your focus your mind you are lash you lash on something something like that so and there are various ways this can happen and as human beings there are different channels to your mind everything starts in the place of your mind mm-hmm. the desire actually starts in the place of your mind yeah. where you think when nobody can see but only you are just processing some thoughts as if only thoughts and that's yeah, nobody it. can actually see yeah that's that's <laughs> the initial stage mm-hmm. yeah that's the initial stage and this always starts from what you see what you hear what you listen to what you're being fed on the social media your friends what you discuss with your friends the kind of stories you hear people talk to you about the gists you listen to the novels you read the articles you read online different kind of things the movies you watch on netflix all these things are ways of educating your mind and these are channels your eyes your ears um, what you read these are channels to your mind and that's how it starts the desire starts in the place of the mind and like in the book of uh, in the beginning we also see the first temptation it also started with the desire yeah. it said um, eve looked at the tree and the fruit so that it was so desirable it was nice yeah. and from there it was easy for the devil to just come in and just tempt and deceive her and just make her eat the forbidden fruit so that forbidden fruit to happen in your mind well oh my god what if i can actually try this out ah see this guy and this guy and this girl kissing mm. oh kissing feel like yeah start in your mind that questioning in your mind so we have to be really alert you need to be alert when this happens you can actually cut it off at this stage yeah but this is the initial stage and you must be on guard yeah yeah absolutely um following the desire that the develops in your mind and even though you may not actually be able to fully control a desire because i mean you see something and in a split second you want it so it's in that split second that a desire actually happens the next thing that follows is deception and for deception when you don't immediately kick kick off the desire that's where the deception comes in so like i said the desire is a split second action and yeah. if you cut it off there you don't progress to the next of it is okay okay so the next d is deception okay so with deception you see something on the media and you begin to think that okay and this thing can actually benefit me in this way or it can be good yeah. for my self-esteem or <laughs> it can be good to you know maintain the relationship i have with this person or that person you're talking about or sex can, now right yes, yes or it can just um make me feel more among or make me feel like yeah i'm, I'm an adult <laughs> like we like to say and <laughs> i can't do anything i want to do yeah okay. that's a very common deception so the deception begins the media feel fits you with information like it is okay to do it um if you're not um having sex before you get married you're going against your nature you're punishing yourself <laughs> some people say that masturbating <laughs> is a form of self-care oh my god relax you know, ease yourself <laughs> meditate and all of that Lies. then you know all this deception deception basically things that are 
opposite the word of God, mm. basically. So you start getting informed and your mind is getting educated. Educated firstly, the desire is likely to be something you heard or saw. So that image is there and then now the text, like the caption for the <laughs> image now comes in. Do you understand? Yeah. And then the next one now happens. Whoa. Okay, which is doubt, right? So if I get what you're saying, desire happens in a split second, mm-hmm. then it is reinforced by, yeah, deception, by deception, what you've been told online, what you read, that line in the movie, that script, whatever it is, deception reinforces that desire and you move to the stage of actually doubting the word of God. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this is a very critical stage. It's a very critical stage in the sense that because of what you fed your mind, because of what you've listened to, because of what you've allowed to ruminate in your mind, what you've allowed to um, um, grow in your mind through deception and desire, you start acting out in a way and that is um, you doubting what you've known. And what do I mean by doubting what you've known? You know that, okay, God says sexual immorality, fornication, these things are impure things, these things are unholy things, nobody, anybody that involved this thing in these things will not see God. We've read in so, several places in the Bible where God is firmly and strongly against sexual immorality. But because of what you've been reading and what you've been hearing, beginning to doubt God's word like what if what if you start giving yourself reasons to want to believe what you've heard I mean the deceptions you give yourself reasons to want to believe the deception like okay what if the Bible is just an archaic book for old Jewish community what if it's not for this time okay what if um, God is not so interested in how we conduct ourselves sexually yeah. what if all these things are just human fabrications and all that and it's just Moses that is just trying to keep people in line yeah. and it's just a way to control people and you actually start giving yourself reasons to not want to stay mm-hmm. on God's word concerning mm-hmm. something that is when you actually start doubting you're already in the stage of doubting and it's about you questioning what you already know that is the truth what you're already convinced what you're already convinced of that it's this is the truth about this and you are you are now having a change of mind because of what you've been told or what you've heard or what you've watched and what you've seen so this is the next stage which is doubt and i feel the next stage is disobedience right when yeah, you just eventually yeah you you eventually you fall for the sin and the bible says that whatever you don't do in faith mm. is sin so the fact that you started doubting and you've like fallen into that ditch of doubt most times you would progress if you don't immediately counter it and say no this is what i know and i'm standing for what i know if you begin to be drawn away by opposing what you already know from god's word eventually you see no need imagine if i always believed that eating an apple was poisonous and killed me and then one day i read online and i even see videos of people eating an apple and i'm like what i'm going to try this i'm going to actually you know uh, eat it and nothing will happen to me that's how it actually works so disobedience then comes in and then we commit this thing and what happens we know this spiral of when let me use an example when you've been fasting yeah and you're supposed to break at like 6 4 4 p.m you were literally dying <laughs> and then you just went into the kitchen got something i've done this like mm. yeah involved in there the kitchen like it was bad now let me just taste grab so... something grab something quick yeah and then after you eat it even though you were like really hungry and it was legit hunger and you now ate it you start feeling like wait 
I broke my fast two hours to the end because of this thing. Like that <laughs> happens a lot. Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. And so it's just the same way. Eventually, when we commit this sin, we start feeling like, why did I? Why? Why? I do it. Why? What was the point? What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do it? Yeah. But know that before a temptation, the enemy will always tell you that if you don't do it, you'll you'll choke. If you don't do it, you just have to do it. I mean, there's no other way. Then immediately after you commit the sin, the devil will be like, "Wow, mm-hmm. you were such an easy catch. You did <laughs> yeah. that, and you call yourself a Christian, and all of that." And yeah. you're like, "What?" What in the world? And then you begin to feel condemned. So the devil begins to feed you with how that you are not worthy. You don't deserve God's love. You're a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. And you you make a podcast like this, and then two (laughs) days later (laughs) you 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 go and do something else, and then you start to feel shame. You begin to regret what you have done. That spiral. Now, apart from this, um, these are like the immediate things that happen yeah, when you need to fix sexual yeah. like the shame, the regret. regret. Yeah. But subsequently there are other things. Okay. Now with um marital sex comes sexually transmitted diseases and infections. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the thing is that the sad thing is that like in school when we are running clinics in obstetrics and gynecology, it's just mind blowing. How many women become infertile because they had an infection like 20 years back? It's always crazy. Like it comes to hit back years and years later. You even forget what you actually did. You forget that you were sick one time and like that. And even though males may present earlier with symptoms and everything, females do not really present with symptoms as much as males do. So they have a lot of damage going on in their bodies and, and they, they don't, don't know, know about it so they need to do something Whoa. else and even cervical cancer that Whoa. we have been hearing about so well they've, they've started to classify that it's sexually transmitted infection wow. because you actually get the organism through sex and then mm. eventually over years to begin to cause you know yeah. different things in the cells so that is also a risk now when we mention things like this in the moment it doesn't make sense like i beg i won't get sick i'm young and healthy and trendy you you know all those things like it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't but we need to talk about yeah we need to talk about it because this is actually common among guys you know there's this one we're talking about deception doubt and all these things there's this trend where um guys are like they have a list of girls they want to um um do like they have a list like ah, i've done this girl i've done this guy and it becomes a competition and when okay. things happen like that you are involved with several people that you don't know about their medical history you don't know where they are coming from you're just you're just in the moment just counting numbers having body counts and you forget this part like maybe because you've never seen somebody have hiv you've never experienced so you feel it doesn't exist it's not right? funny guys but you said something now that like it can be so can be dormant in your body, it can be in your body system for long and you won't know but later on in the future the repercussions will come will surface and it will just be a sad a sad situation, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as we know, this disobedience in the in the area of sexual sin leads to terrible decision making. Yeah. There are people that are in very abusive relationships because 
they are so tied to the person mm-hmm. due to the fact that they have been sexually involved with the person yeah whether yeah. you believe it or not as much as it is a physical act hmm. it is a spiritual union yes bible says is. that he who makes he who sleeps with a harlot makes himself one yeah. with her Whoa. so you are creating a spiritual bond yeah with the person and yeah. that's why it's safe for marriage to keep the bond like yeah, you guys yeah, are so yeah, tied yeah, intertwined yeah, forever yeah but now you tie your soul to this person hmm. tie your soul to this person tie your soul to this person Imagine. and it's just a terrible it's mess. a very terrible thing and i think in there's a place the bible also talks about it says a man will leave his father and mother and become one with his wife yeah. And yeah. it's so important, and that is why I think this is in the context of marriage. Why the Bible actually puts a sexual relationship in the context of marriage mm-hmm. that it is for bonding with somebody for life. Mm-hmm. So imagine you have uh, 15 people you've already <laughs> tied your souls to, and they have a part of them in you. And yeah, I, I, I hear things thing. like you can actually transfer of yeah, habits, transfer yeah. of spiritual influences. Yes. Yeah. yeah, when you are involved with somebody. Can actually abort some of their uh, not just an spiritual vices. That the Western world, you know, mm-hmm. tell all the media, it's just and then now we tell our action. It's not just, just a physical action. It's not just, just a one night a recreational <laughs> spot. It's way way deeper than that, and we should be careful. We don't know people that much. We don't always. Whenever you are involved with so many people, you hardly share deep intimate relationship with them because it's always about what you want to get them or each other and you know them on a very shallow level and you don't know the kind of spiritual battles this person is dealing with and what this person is involved with spiritually and you just tie yourself up with people that you shouldn't tie yourself up with and it's always bad and we also yeah um also for for people that are involved in sexual sins that don't have to do with another person maybe things like pornography or things like you know self-pleasure and all that um I believe that the concept of sex in marriage is not just for oh, giving birth to <laughs> seven children. Yeah. I feel it's um, a place for giving to the next person. Mm. In the Bible way, the concept of love is never for you to receive. Mm. So you see, the, um, you see a lot of things like, oh, they want to make love. You don't make love. <laughs> like, God is love. You can't make him. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. So, um, in those other acts of you know sexual immorality that don't have to do with another person i feel like it is a selfish form of you know self what's the word gratification yeah you're not giving to anybody all you're doing is receiving yeah and i feel like that will still influence um and affect people later in life when they are in like maybe a marriage relationship or something yeah. because they're always they've they've carved that mind to yeah. believe that it must receive the pleasure not yeah, this for way. it to be the one to be giving yeah they're already that. used so to that pattern that and they are trapped in that yeah it's a mess and that most of it starts with what you see i know mm-hmm. guys battle with this a lot what you see in, in the book of matthew 6 22 says the the highest is the light of the body mm-hmm. if your, uh, your body eyes. if your eyes is full of light your body will be full of light and it just says condition of yourself of your body of your state of mind is crucial what you see is crucial to your health like spiritually like what you feel feed yourself visually and what you feed yourself visually like you said desire that is deception that is doubt that is disobedience what you see you eventually act out 
so you should be careful what you watch what you watch and i feel um, disobedience to an extent always leads to a reprobate mind like when you you've done it and you feel like you've done it over and over again and it's like you just feel well this is who i am now this is what i am now yeah there's no conscience you're not you don't feel remorseful about it anymore and that's a very difficult stage you actually need a lot of prayer you you probably need deliverance or you need to talk to somebody when you find yourself in that stage where you feel no remorse for what you're doing anymore that's become a routine that's become a lifestyle that even when people are talking about it you get pissed off it can happen that way that you feel okay i'm already in this category let me just yeah it has happened it has happened i'm like this this is how i'll be this is how you yeah. understand you just accept the fate of being disobedient and just you keep doing doing it all over and over again and losing control and you keep making bad decisions yeah so i think those are the four stages that leads to um, you falling into um, temptation and sexual sin so now we are going to discuss if we've discussed the stages desire deception doubt and disobedience now we are going to talk about Solution. solutions ways and ways we can yeah how to deal with um, Mind you, this kind of no, things like standard pattern yeah no. for anybody <laughs> no. but we believe that these things are um, things that are based on the word of god yeah that will help each person yeah yeah to, get through this yeah yeah okay the first thing we have here is that uh, sexual sin thrives under secrecy so you need to speak out you know this kind of thing is is easily easily solved when you talk to somebody about it but if it's just happening in your mind and nobody knows what is going on nobody knows what you're going through nobody can hold you accountable nobody it's so was that people will not have the slightest idea what you're going but when you talk to someone when you open up to somebody you might have somebody else's perspective on how to handle it somebody with more experience than you and that's like a very big step to to change or overcoming it yeah it's a, it's a major one yeah a very big step very very big step so most of the time you can just find somebody elderly somebody you trust somebody you know has experience with this kind of thing a pastor a counselor somebody you trust somebody you know you can pray with you can talk to somebody that listens that has listening here and somebody that can really give you good advice on how to go about it that's a very practical way to to approach this so you need to talk to somebody about it and telling somebody about it is not so you can present yourself and feel more condemned okay <laughs> that's not the goal at all okay. so where you're telling somebody because that's your step to liberation okay if there has been something good that happened in your life what you do next is to testify like to say it out loud okay so when you confess your sins one to another you know um i've been learning the code of friendship and there are two scriptures one is in galatians 6 um so i guess and then the other one is in james and each of the scriptures one in james says share your burdens with one another Mm. confess your sins one to another that you may be healed Mm. and that really got me like confess your sins one to another that you may be healed that was like really major Mm. and then the one in um galatians says I think bear one another's burdens. burdens in this yeah. you are fulfilling the law of Christ yeah. and that was like so amazing so yeah. there is power in sharing, sharing speaking out coming out of secrecy and you know, sharing with someone else how you are feeling yeah 
next is that your body is the temple of God. I think sometimes when we, you know, fail to visualize who God really is, we forget to live a certain kind of way. So I know they tell us a lot to imagine that God is with us, but you actually don't need to imagine. The truth is that God is right there inside yeah, of you. Inside of and you. and sometimes when you know, I'm tempted to think something wrong. What I just think is like, okay, so God is sitting here right now, and you know, the demons are here doing their own, and then they're just waiting for me to be the reason why they mock God. Yeah. That is not cool. Are you going to read that? <laughs> that is not cool at all. Allow that to happen. So like, and it's a sacred thing for God to say that you are His temple. Yeah. You are undeserving of that. You you don't deserve it. So it's a lot of honor that's been given to you to mm-hmm. say that okay mm-hmm. this is, is where I want my to temple reside. and yeah. you know it's now rest upon us if we honor god the same way are we going to choose pleasure over you know honoring, honoring god? god are we going to choose how we want to feel how we want to think over honoring, honoring god? god yeah you're totally right and that's from the book of um corinthians first corinthians six nineteen. 619 that says or do you not know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have from god and you are not your own once you realize that that you are, you not, are not your, your own, own. That is like yeah wow. it's a very it's, it's wow. a game changer when you realize that your life is supposed to bring pleasure to god you were created by god you were formed for god's pleasure mm-hmm. god has a specific purpose for you and he wants he resides in you like that's what it basically means that you are like a house where someone will resides in are you going to be a scattered house a house that is not comfortable to host someone imagine uh, the president of the u.s now wants to come to nigeria or says okay i want to start living somewhere he says i want to live in francis's house like anto's house and I know my preparation will be so different. I know that I'm so going to set things right. I know that yeah. there's a way I'm going to conduct myself. But I know that this person is of utmost importance to, to me, to the world. And I need to really present something comfortable and something nice. And that's how we should also approach this. That God is the ultimate. There's nothing higher than God. There's no one you should seek to please more than God. And if you have that reference, that holy reference in your mind that okay, God is residing in me. This is how I should conduct myself because of this. It will really help you to really stay away from things that are immoral and anything that seems like a temptation. Mm-hmm. And once you keep reminding yourself that God is with you, you'll be forced not to do some things basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think another thing is prayer and is is very important it's probably the most important thing prayer is you communicating to god is you expressing your feelings to god mm-hmm. and prayer can be you just crying out your heart to god prayer can be you um seeking wisdom just asking god to just help you to deal with things prayer can be you just narrating your your yourself to god like you just sit down alone in your room just and just tell god how you feel how you know that this is not how it's supposed to go and you need god's help prayer can be a call for help a call for action that god should really get involved in this thing and prayer solves almost like prayer works you should really by now if you're a christian if you're a bible believing christian you should know that prayer is the key prayer is the key to 
all things anything that seems like a mountain several times you see jesus just go into isolation and just goes to pray and he comes back and start performing miracles performing things so prayer prayer is your is, is a mighty tool in the, in the christian in the christian and you should you should pray you know it. the weapons of our warfare are not canon mighty through God to bring down our strongholds. Yep. So sometimes when we are trying to you know, solve problems like this, we try to use natural methods. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to block all the sites on my phone. These things will help you. Sure. But the main thing is that there's a nature that still wants to hold on to you. And since you are born again, that nature is gone. Yeah. So it's like somebody you've told one person to pack out of your house and they're trying to force their way in. They're trying all the old keys. And imagine if you still leave an old lock, one day they'll be able to enter here. Yeah. So you you need to clear out everything, every tie. Is yeah. there a friend in your life that is the you know the channel that keeps luring you? <laughs> or are you in a relationship that keeps you know luring you? Yeah. Or you you understand? Yeah. So the weapons of our warfare are not canal. So even though you're going to use all the physical um, physically possible methods to restrain yourself the important thing is to spiritually fight this yeah, yeah. it's a battle and it says in second timothy 2 verse 22, 22. you shouldn't forget this place yeah flee <laughs> also useful loss but pursue righteousness faith love peace mm-hmm. with those who call upon the lord out of a pure heart Flee, like doesn't tell you to um, stay like David and fight the Goliath. It says you should flee. Like when it comes to youthful loss, when it comes to sexual immorality, God knows, and people, men of God know that this is a very uh, critical issue. That there's no need to even stay and debate. Like this is the time to flee. This is the time to move. And it's just like that for every Christian. There's a time to stay and, and fight your battles. There's a time to really Run. get out of there as <laughs> fast as possible. See Joseph, the example of Joseph. Wow, Joseph like is a perfect example. Like, he just ran. And who knows what would have happened if Joshua, um, Joseph had stayed and became, became the sugar boy of, <laughs> the, of Potiphar's wife. We might not hear of Joshua, uh, oh Joseph goodness, today. <laughs> Joseph might have ended up being the um, chief servant for life. Yeah. yeah, and he might feeling himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when he says flee, it actually means flee. Flee means you should run, like run. It's, it didn't say walk. Flee, like flee means like for your life. When they use flee, most of the time it's about how escape delicate the situation is that you need to really get out of there. And whenever you find yourself in these situations, what does it mean to flee? You are in among group of friends, and all they are talking about is sex and all these things. It's okay for you to just excuse yourself. From that kind of area, they are watching a movie that you know that oh, it's very provocative. You stand up from there. You are talking to somebody and you realize that everything you are talking about is going down the sexual line. Stand up, stop the discussion, and just leave there. And that's what it means to flee and saturate yourself with the, with the word of God, with the presence of God. You know, in this place, when you were saying that. Um, flee this with us. It was telling you other things to concentrate on. It mm-hmm. was telling you to concentrate on faith. It was telling you to concentrate on love mm-hmm. out of a pure heart. So, once you know that this is the environment or this is, are the situations that will stir up this kind of thing, mm-hmm. you should create other kind of scenarios, situations, the environment for yourself that you know that it won't really encourage 
these thoughts mm-hmm. it won't really encourage if you are listening to worship songs it's very hard for you to think about those kind of things <laughs> if you are discussing the bible with other people it's very hard for you to have those kind of thoughts mm-hmm. if you are listening to the word of god throughout the day or at intervals you won't think about this and so really make take intentional steps really saturate yourself with the word of god and you should replace and sometimes we try to yeah this was the point i wanted to make we try to remove thoughts without replacing them the way your mind works is that when you want to get rid of something you don't concentrate on getting rid of it you are strengthening the thought so instead you replace that thought with another thought still that thought takes preeminence and that's what he wanted to talk about yeah 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 replace those thoughts with the word of god be conscious of god's presence throughout the day it's the same thing as saturating yourself with the presence of god we are conscious of the fact that and the spirit is always with me there's this thing i do in school i i think a lot of some of us also do it also I actually talk out loud to the Holy Spirit like it's a common thing to me like actually imagine that the Holy Spirit is invincibly okay. beside me or inside me or somewhere around me yeah and I'm like I speak out loud like sometimes my friends just say I talking to me I'm like no 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 I'm talking to myself talk to the Spirit. you get so you should have that consciousness of the presence of the Holy Spirit like yeah. your eyes of the Holy Spirit is watching everything I do is, and it's your I, helper yeah it's not my helper judge. Standing somewhere to knock your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not just it's not just seeing what I'm doing. It can actually read my mind. You know that yeah. kind of thing. So there is no hiding. There is no. I'm just conscious of it. That okay, Holy Spirit knows everything about me. Holy Spirit is supposed to guide my thoughts. Holy Spirit help me to guide my thoughts. Whenever I'm having these thoughts, you are here. Come on, help me. You know, I do mm-hmm. those kind of things. Yeah. And to really to really help and to realize that in the book of um, Romans 12. Romans 12 from verse 1. Are you there? Okay, you want me to read 1 and yeah, 2? Yeah, read 1 and 2, please. Okay, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, oh. holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Sacrifice. And do not be conformed to this world, Hell no. but be transformed <laughs> by, by the, the renewing of your, of your mind, wow. that you may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. Yeah. Like, this is one of my like this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Like it always gets to be like the reboot. Like it's a point of reboot for me. Like okay, you should realize that your life is a sacrifice. Your offer to God. Like what are you going to present to God? Is God says it demands that you live a pure life, a holy life, away from fornication, away from sexual immorality that that is ways to show that you actually love me and you actually abstain from this thing until the point of marriage and that your life is like a sacrifice to him your body is like a temple for him to reside in that he doesn't want to share with anybody but until you marry and you and your wife and God become one together but that you should as individuals as young individuals you should live your life as if it's a sacrifice before God and this doesn't just um talks about the point of temptation it transcends that everything you do yeah. your thoughts your actions everything you should live your life as if you are doing it to please god everything yeah. you do you should do doing it to please god he says mm-hmm. you are a living sacrifice mm-hmm. like you are alive and you're also a sacrifice <laughs> to god at the same time mm-hmm. and if you look at the old testament there are analogies where the bible says um 
whenever they want to offer sacrifice before God, the lamb or whatever they use is always without blemish. Like they always look for a perfect um, animal to use. So you should always strive for that kind of perfection too. Like, okay, God, I'm doing this for you. I'm, I know this is what satisfies you. This is what makes you happy. I'm actually doing it for your glory. And I'm going to stay away from sexual immorality. You are going to help me. And I pray to the soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes we think that God made rules to um, for us to obey so he will be happy or fulfilled or okay. whatever. But all the commandments mm. are for you or for the next human being around you. Yeah. So everything that God says you should do is for your good. Mm. Your 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 obeying or not obeying doesn't decrease his glory mm. even though he desires that you obey so that you have a beautiful life it's not yeah, just saying yeah, you yeah. obey so that he can feel like mm, you're obeying me he wants you to obey so that the results of obedience will be your portion and then i think one last thing is that after you start taking these steps and start going through the process of you know recovery <laughs> did i say recovery <laughs> of healing <laughs> from you know this kind of thing um it will happen again i don't mean the sin sin may not happen again but you'll be tempted again and some people have prayed prayers like god i don't have a desire again i don't want to you know for you to be a normal human being you have to have this desire to understand yeah so you will be tempted again but god said that he will not give unto us what is more than we can bear yeah. so the, the lie the enemy tells you is that no you can't stop it you are stuck you are this you are that but mm. god's word says that you are more than conquerors, conquerors. god's yeah. word Hallelujah. says you can do all things Hallelujah. through christ Hallelujah. that strengthens you yeah. so it's a lie of the enemy mm. for you to feel powerless weak. Yeah. when god created you he said that you may have dominion mm. he doesn't want anything to have power over okay. you yeah. you should be able to choose that okay i want to do this or i don't want to do this so the days of the enemy throwing you up and down no 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 what grace gives you is the right mm-hmm. to say no to the enemy in titus you see that the grace of god has appeared to all Amen. men teaching them to say no like grace gives you the power to say no to sin okay so um there was another question about why the issue of pedophilia you know is not really handled with a critical how's the word with the kind of i don't want to use the energy the kind of attention yes the kind of attention because it's a very serious thing and if you read the word of god when you read about you know rape they likened it to when you rob a man yeah when you rob a man yes like with arms and you just and it also says in Deuteronomy how that it is not the fault you know of the person that was assaulted now the issue of pedophilia is really really because these are children for God's sake but basically the question the person was putting forward was that why do you know Christian organizations Christian institutions schools you know hear of such things and then don't take action i think it's solely this terrible mindset 
we do not like to associate with certain things. Mm-hmm. You would hear that a father, you know, has been raping a child, and a mother would not say "pim" because it cannot be heard of yeah. that a husband is raping their child. Do you understand? Yeah. So we like it's to dissociate bad. from the real things, and it's mm-hmm. a deception, really, because everybody knows yeah. that this thing is happening, that but we choose to say no. This is a Christian school; it can't happen. Do you get that kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Or maybe a, a, a minister's child gets pregnant. You know, it's really embarrassing yeah. and all of that. But then the next story you hear, you will not be able to align everything again. (laughs) Because we like to dissociate from things. Because we care so much about being judged. And it's really not the fault of the people that like to dissociate as well. Because there's a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you don't even know who to tell that you are struggling with some things. Because you are going to get so judged. But I, I think that it's something we should do better. Our generation should, you know, do better in speaking out about these things. We should not say, "Oh, it's on earth, it's unheard of." How will my youth group, how will my youth pastor be touching me? How will I mm. tell anybody? How will I this? How will I that? No, so no, 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 no. Nothing is new under the sun. Even yeah. the Bible says so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk. I'm going to mm-hmm. speak out, and I pray that God will protect everybody. But please, it's a it's a mindset that we need to change. We need yeah. to change that narrative yeah. that we, we don't associate with certain things, so we're going to let it go like that. No, we yeah. need to speak and punish and give justice yeah. to people. Yeah, give justice. The Bible says, "Defend the helpless." God hates yeah. injustice. Hates like. injustice. <laughs> really stand up and speak out concerning these things and i know our country in nigeria here we've gone through some stories lately that are pointing to that and we are hopeful and pray that justice is served properly okay hope it's been fun discussing these things i hope some of you have really been encouraged to stay true to stay true to god's word not to doubt and if you have desires how to not how not to be deceived mm-hmm. and if you are deceived how to reclaim yourself from mm-hmm. deception i pray god will help us in jesus name Amen. okay so this is the um, end of the q and a i'll be having other projects coming out very soon invite your friends tell your friends about this podcast this mm-hmm. very healthy environment really discuss um social um Vices, things that are happening amongst youths, and how to relate it to the word of God. Mm-hmm. And it's actually for everybody, believer, non believer, you will actually gain something from here. So, really share this podcast and tell people about it. And I pray as you do so, you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. So, we've come to the end of today's podcast. We'll just quickly say a word of prayer and we'll let you guys go. Thank you very much for staying tuned. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We appreciate your presence that has been with us we know that there are people out there that are listening right now that are going through one stage or the other of these things we pray that you will be their guide you'll be their protection you comfort them you teach them lord how to go about these things in jesus name Pray that these things that we've said will go a long way in enriching lives in, in ministering to people in ways they never imagined in jesus name we pray that you will help people that have already fallen into sexual sin to heal and trace their steps back to you in jesus name we pray for nigeria and what as a whole that this wicked spirit of rape and pedophilia will be a thing of the past in jesus name Amen. that give us the courage to stand up for justice and righteousness in jesus name Amen. thank you for us and prayers thank you for in jesus mighty name we pray amen thank you guys Au revoir, mon comrade. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>